Hello, friends. My name is Justin Mogg. I'm a programmer here on Forward Radio, and I'm really excited to bring you this special access hour recorded on St. Patrick's Day, March 17th, when uh, Forward Radio was proud to be featured at the Louisville Sustainability Council's uh, monthly green drinks. And so stay tuned. You're going to get a little insider's view into the station and our history and our mission and how you all can get involved and a little bit of a sneak preview of our upcoming birthday talent show and pledge drive. So all that's coming your way here on the Access Hour on Forward Radio. And I'm going to turn it over now to Julia Murray from the Louisville Sustainability Council with a little intro. Okay, well, hi, everyone who's slowly starting to come on. Welcome. We are so glad to have you here. Um, this is my favorite part of each month, just getting to see some friendly faces. We'll get started in just a couple minutes as we give people time to kind of slowly trickle in. But in the meantime, talk amongst yourselves. You can throw anything in the chat box, but we will get started shortly. Ruth, I had a question when we get to questions. I don't know if you need me to put it in the chat, but could uh -huh. you, you and or Justin tell us um, how many viewers you think you have? Mm, yeah. Um, you know, when the radio is, when the programs are actually on the radio and then um, online. Right. Yeah, I forgot to put that um, in in the questions. Julia like wanted us to prime the pump with a few questions. Um, she was like, "What are some frequently asked questions?" And literally, the most frequent question is, "How many listeners do you have?" <laughs> so, boy, that's a black box for me. I was I was almost going to put it in the in the list as a don't bother asking this one because <laughs> I know somebody else is going to ask it, but two because it's very hard to know in radio how many people are listening and. In fact, the only way to know is to pay companies a lot of money to do surveys of the public, uh, you know, Nielsen ratings, right, uh, to find oh. out who's listening and what they're listening to and uh, keep a journal. Uh, otherwise, uh, the, the magic of radio, just like broadcast television used to be <laughs> before it went digital and cable and all that, is that um, – you're just sending out into the world and whoever chooses to pick it up with their device picks it up and we get no information back about who's actually listening to the FM signal. Now, people can listen to forward radio in many different ways now. So it's not just an FM radio station. It's also an Internet station you can catch our live stream at forwardradio.org and that does give us data about who's listening not exactly their names or anything but like their zip codes basically like where and the number of people listening and then the third way you can listen is on our archives so through our podcasts of our programs and if we go to our soundcloud we can see exactly how many people have listened to every single individual show so cool. given that information about how many people are listening to our podcasts and how many people are listening to our live streams and a rough estimate of how many people are listening to our FM, given that we know, what was it, Ruth? 30, 300,000 people live in the broadcast signal zone, something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. At least. So we, at, at the time that we did this estimate, oh boy, it's been over a year now that I even sat down and looked at these numbers. We guessed that something like 6,000 people a month were listening to our station. Oh, that's just a guess. How, how much? <laughs> 6,000 people a 6, month. 6,000 a month. Um, so who knows? You know, in any given minute, it could be zero. It could be uh, hundreds of thousands. 
We really don't know. I'm sure it's not hundreds of thousands or we would get a lot more communications via uh, email and social media. That's the other thing we don't have at Forward Radio. We don't have a phone. Because <laughs> what do you need in order to have a phone? You need someone to answer that phone, right? If you're a business with a phone number, people are going to expect you to answer it, right? And we are all volunteer powered. There is no one living in this station 24-7 to answer your phones or even you know during business hours, right? And when people are in the studio, like I am now, I don't want the phone ringing. I'm doing a show. <laughs> right. Yeah. I might add that Every so often at various hours, like 3 a.m., my phone at home will ring and they'll be asking for forward radio. Cool. Oh, no. Sorry, Ruth. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Somehow my phone number is connected up with our radio station. <laughs> That's the danger. <laughs> yes. If you advertise your number, then uh, people are going to expect you to answer anytime. Yeah. So it's it's the answer is it's hard for us to know. Um, and what we what we really want is to reach a lot of people uh, and and to get that feedback. So we love hearing. Uh, Man, someone who's been doing this for as long as I have, which is since 1993, I can't tell you how magical it is to just be out on the street and have someone say, I heard you on the radio. <laughs> I really liked your show on this, that, or the other thing. So if, whether it's a stranger or someone I know, anytime someone mentions it, um, I really value that. That's like the only feedback I get because otherwise it's a, it's a one-way medium. I'm not putting my email address out there. I don't, I don't have time to process all the public's <laughs> random inquiries and questions, unfortunately. Some programmers do that, though. Some programmers are like all on their social medias. They're live you know facebook living their uh radio shows and things like that and getting all the real-time feedback and that's great um i just i just can't do it i can't be <laughs> i can't be that public personality i'm not getting paid to do this <laughs> <laughs> well let's see it's 608 and we've already kind of gotten started which Sorry. i love with a question <laughs> uh but just for a formal start to this hello everyone we are so glad that you are here happy saint patrick's day I hope everyone really is drinking something green tonight. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's a little bit of a different celebration this year. I haven't seen nearly as many drunken college kids stumbling down my street. It's a bit quieter today, but we're so glad that everyone's here. If you haven't seen it already, I popped the LSE Facebook in the chat box. That's the best way to stay up to date on us and everything that we're doing. And next week, we will have our big announcement of all of our micro-grant winners. Ooh. Very exciting. We got so many cool project applications in, and we're super stoked on the ones that we're funding. So be sure to follow along with us. Stay up to date and hear about that. But without any further ado, today we are having Justin Mogg and Ruth Newman speak on WFMP. Did I get that right? Yes. want to feel more powerful. What was that, Ruth? That's how you remember our call letters. Want to feel more powerful. Oh, cute. <laughs> WFMP, want to feel more powerful, Ford Radio, and they podcast progressive social justice and sustainability news, talk shows, and music. You can listen live at 106.5 FM and on FordRadio.org. They also have a SoundCloud. So there's lots of different ways to get a hold of them and listen to what they're putting out. 
So Justin, I'll let you take it away. Great. Thanks. Thanks for being here. This is so exciting uh, on a dreary day. I'm glad to have you in our studios here. Where am I? I'm in the Hayburn Building, the historic Hayburn Building here at 4th and Broadway. We're up on the 8th floor. We always have been. And we broadcast with an antenna that is on the roof of this building. This building is, what, like 16 floors tall? So we are a low-power FM station as opposed to the vast majority of stations on your dial, which are full power. They have a license from the FCC that allows them to broadcast at, I don't know, X amount of watts that allows them to reach farther. So how far an FM radio signal reaches depends on the power, the wattage, plus the height of the antenna. Those two things give you how far it's going to reach the power of the signal altogether, and then whether you get static on your radio or not. Uh, so we have the advantage of being really tall. We have a really high antenna here, and it's a, because of that, even though we only broadcast at like 20 watts, like it's like a light bulb, you guys. <laughs> but even though it's not a ton of wattage, we're able to reach most of Jefferson County. There are parts, there are parts where it's tough. And it depends on the topography, too. That's the neat thing about radio. Uh, you're not broadcasting to a flat plane. So there are occasionally tall buildings, uh, but more likely hills and things like that, that and valleys that will interrupt your uh, whether you can receive it or not. So most of Jefferson County and, and across the river into southern Indiana is where our FM signal goes. And that is controlled by the Federal Communications Corporation. The FCC provides uh, the guidance about uh, and the policies about what stations can do, how much power they can broadcast and where their antenna can be, because you don't want interference. So the FCC is like like overseeing this public resource, your airwaves, the the FM signal. There's only so much bandwidth that a radio can pick up. And if we didn't have government control, FCC, which I'm not the hugest fan of FCC, right? Like they're not the best, but if we didn't have an FCC, it would be the Wild West. You would turn on your radio in one part of the town and you'd get whatever station was blasting out the most wattage and you'd go to another part of town. The same, you know, 106.5 would then be blocked out by somebody else. So because of that control uh, and the FCC watching out for us, we're able to reserve our space on the bandwidth so that in the same place in Louisville, you should be able to get our signal every day. Now, it also depends a little bit on the weather and the wind. We can really get, get right down to it. But generally, um, we have a broadcast area. You can see the map of that at forwardradio.org. You can see our service area. But in this day and age, radio has changed a lot, and a lot of people are no longer listening on actual radios or the only time they listen on a radio is when they're in their vehicle, <laughs> right? And vehicles move. So uh, it's, it's not, you're not going to get the same experience uh, anywhere, right? If you drive too far away, you'll suddenly lose the signal. But we've had some fantastic reports of how far the forward radio signal uh, can get. People have said they're um, driving out to Frankfurt. They're able to pick it up almost all the way, which is pretty damn cool. Um, so there may be more than 300,000 people living in our actual service area versus our theoretical one, right? But yeah, most people these days are listening to radio and all kinds of audio uh, through the internet, either, like I said at the start, either through our live stream, which is exactly the same as what's going out of our FM signal. It's just channeled through the internet or via podcasts, which is 
really exploded. Uh, and, and, and of course, um, we podcast too uh, here at Ford Radio. But there are uh, licensing issues associated with all of this. So uh, we have a license. We pay license to uh, BNI, BMI and ASCAP uh, for the right to broadcast copyrighted material. So, you know, whether it's uh, the latest Beyonce or a Beatles song, all of it is copyright protected and you're not allowed to broadcast those uh, copy, any of that copyrighted material unless you have a license to do so. And when you have a license to do so, that means you also have to report the songs you play so that the artists can get royalties this starts to be a challenge for our programmers to keep track of all the music they use. But we're not primarily a music station, so we have less of these issues. Um, our sister station, Art FM, I think it's 97.1, uh, WXOX, uh, they do a lot of music. In fact, they're primarily a music station. And actually, they're just a few blocks away uh, on Breckenridge Street. Ruth, did you want to jump in with something? Yes, because I was driving just last night in my car and I went to check some of the other frequencies and I checked 100.9, which is the previous Crescent Hill radio. Oh, yeah. And I heard you are listening to WXOX. So now I think that WXOX has two frequencies. Is that right? I Yes, 97.1 and cool. 100.9. Cool. Just wanted to bring that up. So, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. So, Louisville has two community radio stations. Uh, we're one of them. And WXOX, or Art FM, is the other one. We used to have three. We had something that started out as called Crescent Hill Radio, and then they wanted to expand their reach and not just be in Crescent Hill. And they moved to a new location on Melwood and had their own little house. It was really cool studios. So they changed their name to WCHQ. But anyway, they ran out of funding, unfortunately, and weren't able to make it. They were all only local music. It was a really wonderful station. We were able to rescue one DJ from that station, <laughs> or one, two DJs from one show. So we're really happy to have Lonnie Griesbaum and Rip Reinhardt on our station now. And they do a show called Backtracks. And you may also know Rip Reinhardt from uh, our public radio station here in town. He's uh, a, a, not a, they don't call him a DJ. He's a host on WFPL from time to time, too. So anyway... But yeah, we have a few, a handful of music shows, and we would we would welcome more, especially music shows that were about highlighting our local music uh, here in the Louisville area and the region. We just added one actually that is a show produced out of Lexington, and it's a started out on a station there, and it, it's a show that is recordings of live performances of local music, and it's called Overtones Live, and it's just in its third week on our station. We're just delighted to have it, uh, to be featuring some local musicians as well. But the, the main mission of our station and the reason we're talking about it today on Green Drinks is uh, is really about social justice and progressive issues and sustainability and creating a community conversation and dialogue and uh, sharing information and news with the community that they're not going to get anywhere else on the mainstream radio dial. And I would say that even includes our wonderful public radio stations in town. We are hyper-focused on local, but we're also part of a national network called the Pacifica Network, which started in the, whew, what, 30s, 40s out in California. 
uh, a network of community radio stations uh, that has grown over the years uh, and is now a national network of stations. So we are able to access, because of our membership in that network, uh, all of this great national programming. So Pacifica Network brings you things like Democracy Now! Uh, as a daily show. Uh, other shows that we have daily on our station from them include Letters of Politics and Rising Up with Sonali and The Attitude with Arnie Arneson. Uh, but they also produce some wonderful weekly programs that we'll broadcast on our station, all kinds of shows, alternative radio. Uh, I want to share a few highlights from our broadcast schedule that I know this audience will be particularly interested in. So in terms of Pacifica programming of interest to sustainability folks, that we, we broadcast a show called Radio EcoShock, uh, which provides latest science uh, interviews with authors and issues about climate change, oceans, forests, pollution, peak oil, economy, and peace. Uh, hosted by Alex Smith since 2006. Uh, and he is a homesteader, uh, used to work uh, re as a researcher for a global environmental group and a private investigator. Uh, it's a great show. Uh, we recently added a, another Pacifica program on that's only a half hour. It's a lot of fun. It's called Reverend Billy Radio. And Reverend Billy is Billy Talon from New York City. He, uh, he began his ministry, ministry 20 years ago when he founded the funny but very serious Church of Stop Shopping. Uh, so they are all about reducing excessive consumption in America. We have the Ralph Nader Radio Hour. Uh, you all know Ralph Nader. He ran for president several times. Uh, man, what an incredible longtime advocate for consumer protection, humanitarianism, environmentalism, democratic government. Uh, that is a fantastic program that uh, continues uh, and it's on our station. Uh, another half-hour show is called Sea Change Radio, covering the shifts to social, environmental, and economic sustainability with Alex Wise. Uh, we have a, a program called Citizens Climate Radio, which is produced once a month. Uh, it's a 30-minute show produced by uh, or hosted by Citizens Climate Lobby, and we actually have a chapter of Citizens Climate Lobby here in Louisville. Uh, Economic Update is another great one for the economic side of sustainability, hosted by Richard Wolf uh, and produced by a great organization called Democracy at Work, which is a nonprofit that advocates for worker co-ops and democratic workplaces as a key path to a stronger, uh, more democratic economic system. When is the Ralph Nader Radio Hour? Yes, it's Sundays at 3, uh, Mondays at midnight, or two, 12 a.m. Uh, and, and 1 p.m. So several uh, of our shows broadcast multiple times throughout the week. Uh, because we have enough room on our broadcast schedule, we're 24-7, uh, and we don't have as many local programmers as we'd like. So we actually repeat most of our local shows three times and even some of these national programs three times. And you can find our broadcast schedule, which is always evolving so it's not set in stone forever so any air times i mentioned today may change but you can find that at forwardradio.org too and then food food sleuth radio is the last one i'll mention from pacifica uh, it's a half hour show that we added recently interviewing the nation's leading experts on food health and agriculture so that's some of the national stuff that we broadcast in terms of national scene we also do fun things like cover election night coverage so we often partner with democracy now on that who does great 
great election night coverage, but sometimes I've done it as a local host. I've been in studio on election night, keeping up with the local Louisville and Kentucky results as they come in, and we'll broadcast those live on election night too. Um, we broadcast the inauguration live on our station, for instance. So sometimes we break in with some of that national programming. Uh, we're not here 24-7, like I said, so we're not like, oh my God, there's a national story we got to break in with. It doesn't work like that, but if it's like something like an inauguration or election that we can plan for in advance, we often will do a break-in. Uh, and then, you know, the reason we're here is for the local programming. We're here to give Louisvillans a voice, to amplify the voices that already exist in our community. We know that people like you have messages they want to get out to their community and uh, have projects they're working on, have organizations like the Louisville Sustainability Council that they want to highlight and support. And so that's why we created this station, is to get those voices amplified and out there and broadcast to people who may have never even heard of the Louisville Sustainability Council. What's that? You know, it's probably not covered on WDRB too often, right? <laughs> or even WFPL, God bless them, right? So if you want to find what's going on in terms of grassroots activism and communities that aren't getting covered, whether they're neighborhoods that aren't getting covered or whether they're like groups of people who don't get enough attention in our media and tend to be sidelined, this is the station to listen to them. Now, if you want to hear great local music, you probably got to go to Art FM, and we love them, and we support them, and we'd love to do more local music on this station, too, if we had volunteers willing to host it. But if you want to get in touch with what's going on in terms of grassroots news and activism here in Louisville, this is your station, and that's why we're talking about it today. So what do we produce locally that's especially relevant to you all? Uh, we have a daily show at 7 p.m. with Hart Hagen. Some of you may know Hart. He does a daily show called The Climate Report, all about you know what climate change uh, will bring and what we can do to respond positively to climate change uh, in all of the many different facets, you know, economic, environmental, social. I do a weekly program called Sustainability Now, it premieres Mondays at 6 p.m. and then it repeats at midnight and 10 a.m. Tuesday, uh, where I, I do long-form interviews with people like you <laughs> in the community uh, who are doing great work in sustainability. And we just have a, a wonderful conversation. It's so great for me to be able to sit down with people I admire or people I've never heard of before that they're doing really cool things uh, and just hear what they do and why. Uh, and sometimes the excuse is there's a big event coming up or a new program they want to promote, but sometimes it's just catching up with uh, folks and organizations. And so uh, that's what we do for 45 minutes. And then I do a 15 minute community calendar every week. So if you want to know what's happening this week in, in sustainability related, whether it's green drinks, I always talk about green drinks or anything else in our community, service opportunities, other public programs of all kinds, you're going to hear about it on the community calendar on sustainability now. So tune in. And if you've got an event you want to announce, you can shoot it to me via email, justin.mog at louisville.edu, and I'll, I'll get it on my calendar. We also have a show just about science, which is so cool. Science does not get enough coverage in our media, or if it does, it gets a really, you know, glossy coverage. <laughs> they don't go into any kind of details and generally don't talk to actual scientists. They might talk about a journalist who interviewed a scientist, right? But, but to, to actually hear directly from scientists, you can tune into our show called Bench Talk, The Week in Science with uh, Dr. Dave Robinson, who uh, is a professor at Bellarmine. And he has all kinds of great people on that show talking about everything you can imagine in science, right? And usually how it relates to, you know, issues of the day, whether it's COVID or nuclear nuclear war or all kinds of stuff, right? So uh, check out Bench Talk the Week in Science. 
we have a show called Solutions to Violence uh, that is, you know, really rooted in the, the original organization that started this station, which is Fellowship of Reconciliation, the Louisville chapter. This station was born out of the FOR. That's why we're FOR Word Radio, <laughs> because they wanted to do a new medium project. They knew that, you know, they've been producing this uh, newspaper called Forsooth every month for, I don't know, decades uh, in Louisville. It's a great newspaper, but they, they saw, you know, print media going the way of the dodo and <laughs> uh, wanted to try out a new uh they still do an online version of the paper, by the way, but they wanted to try new media. And so they, they launched this effort to start a community radio station here in Louisville that is now Forward Radio. Uh, so Solutions to Violence is uh, focused on solving conflict without violence, and that is so vital to sustainability. <laughs> we're always going to have conflict, and if we're just going to uh, spend lots of money and time on war, then we're not going to get anywhere. We have a weekly community conversation that I co-host uh, called Truth to Power, which we call it the Truth to Power Happy Hour. We record it on Fridays after work, uh, and it airs then Friday at 9 p.m. and repeats uh, throughout the weekend. And, and that show is open to anybody to join us for just, you know, decompressing after the week. What's your reflections on the news? But we often have special guests, too. Uh, and this week, I want you to tune in Friday at 9. We're going to be getting a live report from the field. And this is the power of community radio uh, from folks from Kentucky, from Extinction Rebellion Kentucky, who've gone up to Minnesota to uh, stand in solidarity with the water keepers who are resisting the Enbridge Line 3 uh, build out. Uh, uh, part of the broader petrochemical build-out that uh, Extinction Rebellion has been uh, rebelling against. Uh, and so we're going to be interviewing folks and having conversation with folks who are up there in Minnesota right now with the water protectors. So that kind of stuff uh, gets covered on Truth to Power. Three more, and then I'll stop talking about our shows. Uh, on the Edge with K.A. Owens. If you don't know K.A. Owens, what an amazing community advocate. Uh, man, he is he's, everywhere I go, I see K.A. Owens. He is a fantastic social justice advocate. He talks about it's a half hour show where he's talking about public affairs, politics, economics, military affairs, you name it. Um, we also have a show just about single payer health care uh, and why we need it called Single Payer Radio uh, with Mark McKinley. Uh, that's every Monday at 2 p.m., Tuesday at 7 a.m., Wednesday at 11 a.m. with Kentuckians for Single Payer Health Care which is one of our community partners. They chip in some money to help fund this station. Uh, we love having nonprofits sponsor our station. And in exchange, you get 30-second promos aired on our station throughout the week. Uh, local businesses could do it, too, as underwriters. We've never had any success with that yet, but it just takes volunteers hitting them up until we finally find one. We're going to get one soon. I just know it. Uh, and then a fairly new program on our station is called We and You with uh, Brittany and Terrence from the Kentucky Commission on Human Rights, which is also right here in the Hayburn building. They're, they just come down the stairs and do a show every week uh, on civil rights, social justice and the impacts of a more equitable state. Uh, so check out We and You. Uh, the last the last show I really want to mention is our access hour. And this is where you all can come in. So a fantastic thing about Forward Radio is that you can get on our airways without having any experience in radio, without even necessarily wanting to do commit to a weekly show, or with that, maybe you don't want to be interviewed by somebody, you don't want to be a guest on somebody else's show, you want to do your own show about whatever issue you're passionate about, or again, community you feel is undercovered, even on our station, right? We admit 
we're not covering it all. <laughs> so we'd love to have any of you sign up to do an access hour on our station. And what that means is that you'd get connected with someone like me. You'd come into our studio, or if you don't want to do that because of COVID, we can do it all virtually, however you want to do it, uh, and record an hour-long program with us. And we'll walk you through like how to structure it and all that kind of stuff. You could be interviewing somebody or having a conversation with somebody, or you could do it all on your own. You could mix in music, however you want to do it. It would be your hour. And that airs on our station. That little access hour slot is on our station every Wednesday at 2, Thursday at 11, and Friday at 1. So if you recorded an access hour with us, it would air three times on our station and we'd post it as a podcast so you could share it with all your friends. We do not get enough people hitting us up for access hours. I wish it happened more frequently, even though I'm way too busy and don't have the time. I would love to take some time to help somebody do an access hour. And of course, that's the way you get hooked on it and you realize, oh, I'd really like to do this more than just once. Uh, and so, yeah, you can go to FordRadio.org right now and fill out a little form and let us know, I want to do an access hour on salamanders. Oh, we would love that, <laughs> right? Whatever you're passionate about it uh, or so, something you want to do a little research on and share with our community or something you already are way down in the weeds about and know, oh, man, we'd love to do that. Or maybe it's more than salamanders. You want to do a show on, I don't know, restoring uh, ecosystems. And we would love to get you going with a weekly or maybe even a monthly, if you had to do it just monthly kind of program, could be a half an hour, could be an hour long. Uh, we'd love to have that. Um, so go to FordRadio.org, think about it, and we will hold your hand and walk you through it. Uh, and then you will have this space on our airwaves that you can own. So should I take a pause and answer questions? Or Ruth, did you want to respond to anything I said? I would just like to make a play for the notion that so much of what we put on our airwaves are personal experiences. It's not just, although we do have experts, mm -hmm. we also have people who have regular weekly shows who are just talking about their own personal experiences like, for example, Depth and Weight, where we've got two people who are former drug addicts. Oh, my gosh. Who yeah. Talk about drug addiction and alcohol addiction. And they bring guests on and they speak from the heart. Yeah. And I think that's so important. And we have another show, Perks of Being a Book Lover. And in that show, it's not authors of books normally. It's these two women who love to read and love to talk about the, the books that they're reading. And they do interview authors every, every so often, but they mostly interview people in other book clubs or Two Nuts in a Pod. That's yes. another really great show. I love Two and, Nuts in a Pod. So th th that kind of like depth and weight and a similar theme, like how cool uh -huh. is that? We invite into our studios two people who admit they have mental health issues <laughs> and they are not just going to admit it. They're going to spend an hour talking about mental health. Where else on, a, on your radio dial or anywhere in the media, you're going to get that. Like that is so cool. And that's an example of a show that actually started out as just a podcast, right? Lots of people are doing their own podcast thing right now, but they heard about our community radio station, wanted to enhance and expand their, their reach and join a community of fellow podcasters and broadcasters to learn from and be in community with 
it's you know that's the I, the podcasting is so isolating like you're in your little basement or studio or whatever at home and like yeah you get to talk to people but we have a community here at Forward Radio and and it's through having a station and a community of like random people somebody who's interested in mental health somebody who's interested in sustainability that's where community magic happens right that, that's what's so exciting about it is those 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 sparks that cross between people when you have something like a community radio station and it's why I value this station so much even though I recognize that FM radio is not something that if you want to reach, you know, millions of people, you're not going to do it with FM radio. But that's not the point for me. The point is about building community. And we can use the Internet to reach people through our station, too. So lots of cool ways to engage people. I can um, give a little bit of a studio tour. I'm not on a mobile device, so I've got this uh, our, our studio Mac that I can use. But let me just show you around. <laughs> It's not a huge space, so it's not super COVID friendly, unfortunately, but we're able to do uh, socially distanced interviews even in this studio, uh, and folks have come in with masks, and you could still interview people that are six feet apart. So uh, I'll just do like a little spin around here, and so th this, is, this is our host microphone, right, and our board through which all the microphones and the audio runs. Over there is what's actually running the station and that's our, our automation computer uh, that is hardwired out to uh, the antenna on the roof uh, this is just where people sit when they're being interviewed on inter any of our three microphones and that's literally the door out so that's about our studio which you know if we had tens of thousands of dollars coming in every week, month we could have our own space like Art FM has an incredible building uh, and, and like I was mentioned Crescent Hill radio used to as well so that's all about like money right like we only are able to you know afford a small space in the Hayburn building we'd love to expand we'd love to have a, a second studio a production studio a place maybe where the phone could be so that if we're in here live broadcasting um, the the phone wouldn't go off but we don't have the funds yet so we're still sort of in the building stage even though we are coming up on our fourth anniversary of broadcasting to the Louisville community uh, this station has a rich rich history already the reason I am involved in Forward Radio is because of my partner here, Ruth. Ruth uh, did a presentation on this idea of having a community radio station. And I got so jazzed about it that even though I was like, oh, there's no way I have time to do that, I ended up getting involved. It took me a little while. Uh, Ruth, when did you start getting involved in the station? Well, that's a very amorphous question because, I mean, we had this dream for years before it actually ever materialized. Okay, okay. yeah. <laughs> but I, I was in a group of people who were involved in media reform, and that's how the whole thing got started. Going to these conferences, these national conferences of media reform, and finding stuff out that was so exciting, you know, there's bad news that you hear every day, yeah. but you go to some of these conferences and it's really exciting innovation and just all kinds of potential. And we would come home and we would talk about media reform and getting our own radio station. And then a window of opportunity presented itself with the FCC and we grabbed it. And I would say... <laughs> that we worked on it for at least a couple of years oh, yeah. before we actually got our license. Oh, we worked yeah. on applying for it, raising money for it, you know, 
all the things that have to be done. Yeah. In- and, and, and I was in on some of that, that maybe for six months, not probably not a full year before we went on air. Uh, and I was brought in because I was one of the few people involved or, or interested who actually had radio experience. <laughs> and, and I've never created a radio station, but I've jumped in and, and been broadcasting, like I said, since I started in college and community radio in Oberlin in Ohio in 1993. Uh, and I started not by being a music DJ like a lot of people do in college, but by doing a talk radio show on the environment because I was an environmental studies major and I was really interested in that. And what I actually did was I joined on as a co-host with two community members, some older guys who had been doing the show for years and wanted some, you know, young blood in there. And eventually, like, they kind of faded away and it was became like only I was doing it myself every week. But I loved it. It really got me hooked. And then I started doing world music DJing too at Oberlin learned all about world music which was mind-blowingly fantastic because that's a station with a huge music library like you know CDs and records now everything's digital (laughs) you can get any kind of music anywhere but in those days you had to actually have a collection right and so that's how I was exposed to that Uh, and then I moved to Madison Wisconsin which has one of the best community radio stations in the country WORT and they have been on the air since 1972 five, I think like incredible, incredible history. And not, not like our station there. was I, I showed up in Madison and I'm like, Oh, I, I've been a DJ for four years. Like I can do this. So I like put in my little request to get a show and they're like, yeah, good luck, buddy. Our, our airways are totally full. Like their broadcast schedule was completely full. Uh, so the only thing I could do again was join another show. So I, I joined a, a show that covered world news and the global South. Uh, and I did that for a decade. And then I went off to the Peace Corps and didn't plan on it, but ended up finding little community radio stations down in Paraguay in South America and ended up doing a weekly show about what we were trying to promote in person, right? Uh, whether it was uh, nutrition or gardening or sanitation or alternative crops uh, or how to raise your chickens. Like and my wife and I would do this f- funny show and sing in the native language of Guarani. We'd make up these songs about, about all these things. It was a lot of fun. And boy, when we'd go visit people later, they would always bring it up. Oh, I read... You, you, you guys were talking on the radio about this great recipe. We tried it, you know? I was like, whoa, really? That's so cool. Uh, so it was kind of sad to get to Louisville and there to not be any community radio stations. I guess Crescent Hill Radio may have existed, honestly. I didn't wasn't too aware of it. Uh, but Art FM didn't even exist when I came here in 2009. So I missed it for a long time. But I also kind of like was like, well, my life is so full. I, how could I possibly add this back? But then when this opportunity came up, I just couldn't resist because I enjoyed doing radio so so much so please sing to us again (laughs) wallace oh you devil um geez i don't have the lyrics in front of me am i gonna remember uh okay i'll do it this is a song in guarani about uh raising chickens she rugwasu she rugwasu a preparande hembi I'll stop there. It's all in Guarani. You're welcome. Thank you very much. Is that too Oh Christmas Tree? Yeah. <laughs> we would we would take whatever silly melody we we already had in our heads. Sometimes it was like Madonna songs or whatever. We should get we should get out our notes and Amanda and I should do a reprieve for you all. <laughs> this is also Justin. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> oh my gosh. So how do you think the Ford radio could get better known? Well, that's a matter of advertising. So the only way you get eyes or ears on anything is to advertise it, right? Um, and none of us are advertisers. <laughs> none of us are marketing people. Like, we don't know what we're doing. Uh, we've had a few people involved in the station who are a little more, like, professional in the marketing realm. Uh, and they've helped us out a little bit. And we've had students from UofL help us out. Um, this logo design, for instance, was created by students in a class that does, does graphic design. So we have some nice graphic design, but we don't have a big budget for marketing, right? Like it takes money to do all that advertising. And it's never something we've really been able to afford. So then it just comes down to like individuals volunteering their time to e either you know, promote something on social media, that kind of marketing or in-person marketing pre-COVID, right? Like we enjoy getting out in the community at festivals. We certainly, when we were brand new, we did a lot, we did a lot of tabling at events like World Fest and Smoketown Get Down and lots of other big events like that. Uh, we would just have a table and a booth and try to get people aware and we'd hand out our broadcast schedules. And uh, sometimes we tried to set up a little recording booth there too and have people tell us their stories like at the Smoketown get down tell us your story about Smoketown that never worked I don't know why um, but we do get out in the community still um, and cover some things I love to do that I love to bring a little recording device out to rallies and things like that and just get some of that um, audio of what it was like to be on the ground there and we've even done some live broadcasts from those kinds of events um, gosh uh, some of the big the 350 uh, events, uh, we were out there on the streets doing some live interviews and things like that. We have the capacity to do that as a station. Um, we, we could either choose to do live radio or uh, automated as if you tune in right now, the computer I just showed you is running the station. And that's the way it works most of the time. Uh, people pre-produce their shows. And a lot of them even are pre-producing at home, which isn't that hard to do, especially if you can if you've got a quiet place, <laughs> if you got a home full of children and pets, it's a little hard. But if you got a quiet place in your home uh, and a, a fairly professional microphone, which there's you know not too expensive, you can get USB plug-in microphones. You can produce some pretty high-quality audio even at, at home. But however people do it, there is free software to edit. We use GarageBand or Audacity, or two free software that you can download on your computer right now to do basic audio editing and more advanced audio editing. I mean, you can, especially with Audacity, it's got all these kinds of effects. You can change the tempo. If you like record your show, it's supposed to be an hour and it's an hour and five minutes. You can compress the tempo, uh, which is pretty amazing. Um, so yeah, there's all these tools that are free. Um, there's more professional tools you can buy too, of course. If we had a big budget, we would maybe use some of those tools as well, but we don't. We're, we're on a shoestring here. So we're using all free stuff mostly uh, for people to produce their shows at at home or in the studio, and then they just upload it to the cloud, and they manage 
their folder in Dropbox, uh, and that's what the automation looks at. Uh, it's a basically an hour-long playlist, and we tell it to, you know, at the top of the hour, play a station ID, and then play sustainability now, and it looks in the folder for whatever uh, file I've uploaded that week. And the cool thing about that, too, is people can go on vacation. So <laughs> you can pre-produce or play a bunch of best ofs if you don't have a community calendar that's going to be outdated immediately like me um, you can produce some best of shows and fill up your folder with those and people will hear a mix of those at random on those air times while you're on hiatus or on vacation um, so it's a flexible medium and it's really easy for people to fit it into their lives whereas live radio if you got to be there every monday at 8 a.m like that can be a bit hard. <laughs> it can be hard on you. It can be hard to find guests who are willing to be there on Monday at 8 a.m. or whatever it is, right? So uh, being able to have the flexibility of producing whenever and then having an automated station is is really a, a wonderful luxury because uh, I grew up only doing live radio. I've never done this pre-recorded automated stuff until I got to Ford Radio. So um, that used to be my my rhythm and my habit was I had to cover that airtime every week. I had to show up at the station. And that's magical too. Like fun things happen when you're doing live radio. <laughs> uh, and, and I enjoy live radio. In some ways, it's actually less work because there's no post-production. You just do what happens in the hour and you're done. Whereas when you're pre-producing something, you can get really obsessive about cutting out every single pause and um and <laughs> going back in to get it exactly the right time and all that so it, it, in a way it can it can be more work to do pre-produce but that's all on you that's how, how professional you want to be about it <laughs> uh, call in oh jackie green wants to know about call-in shows well that's that's an interesting one so yeah first of all we're not doing mostly live shows unfortunately so uh, how do you do a call-in if it's not live? Second of all, how do you do a call-in if there's no phone? <laughs> you could do it theoretically with like your own personal cell phone if you're willing to give out the number to the public. But how do you do it if you're in the middle of broadcasting and somebody calls up? Like you need a producer. You need someone to answer the phone in a different space, right? Uh, and then, you know, find out what they want and then patch them through into the studio to do the live call-in. So there's a bunch of like logistical challenges. And then there's another one, which is we can't swear on our airwaves because of FCC rules, right? So no matter who it is calling, they may very well throw in a swear word and we could potentially lose our license. So the way... WFPL or other stations that have the money prevent that from happening is with the, what's called the delay. So it's not actually live. It's a few seconds, usually like 15, 20 seconds delayed. Um, so it's all like digitally processed before it's broadcast. And like the engineers can dump some of that audio if they have someone swearing on the air, that kind of thing. We don't have that technology. So, so call-ins are really not going to work for us, unfortunately. So, what we can do and what we will do during our pledge drive coming up uh, March 27th through April 9th is do some live broadcasting here in the studio and get feedback from the listeners virtually, right? So like right now, I can read what Jackie Green wrote. If I was live on air, I could read it out on the air, that kind of thing. So during the pledge drive, we'd love to do that. We'd love to hear from our listeners who are making a contribution, whether it's 10 bucks or 100 bucks, uh, and we'll, we'll be using uh, an online platform to make those contributions. And you could put in little comments or shout outs. You could do it in honor of somebody or whatever you want. And we will thank you live on the air and be able to share those messages with the community. 
So that's the way that can work. And then, like I said, some broadcasters are doing like Facebook Live uh, of their show. And so they're getting interaction through Facebook, like messages again. Uh, but unfortunately, we can't do an actual call in. Uh, would be cool. You also need tons of listeners to make a call in work. Like if your if your format is whatever people will want to call up and say we'll cover. You know if that's what you're doing, and you don't have you know hundreds of thousands of listeners in any given moment, uh, it can be tough to sustain that, right? So we pr honestly probably don't have enough listeners to really make a consistent call in show work. Unfortunately, Justin, I have a question or more of a thought. So I know with LSC, we have a number. You all seeing this rainbow? Can you see this rainbow? Are you looking outside? You probably can't see it. I don't see it. Ah, damn. It's beautiful. It's We've got great views from up here in the Hayburn building. You really do. Go ahead. I'll just look at the so, rainbow. <laughs> the LSC has a Google number that people can call and leave voicemails right. on our computer. Would you guys ever do something where people can call in, ask a question? You can then stream that and answer it live? Yeah, I mean, we've thought about that kind of thing. Usually, though, the Internet works for those kinds of interactions. So we have a new show about pets called Sit, Stay, Listen, which is all about like answering listeners' questions about their pets. Why does my dog do this? Or how could I get my cat to not do that? <laughs> um, with Kate Sale, who's from the Kentucky Humane Society uh, and a professional pet trainer. Uh, so what she does is she you know, puts out her contact information, basically, like contact us through our Facebook page or I don't know what other social media she has. And so she'll collect questions throughout the week that then she can respond to on her on her show that week i have a comment and a question my name is nicole i work at kentucky natural lands trust and Yay. so that we would probably love to do something with you guys and yeah. i might convince our executive director to go on the radio i don't know if he has ever done that before fun also i'm a community or a college radio dj of the past Yay. So in Springfield, Ohio, 89.1, it was amazing. So y'all are making me so jealous to <laughs> about, like doing a radio broadcast. My show was on on Tuesday nights at 10 o'clock. Yeah. So I had a ton of listeners. But my question is what, and I don't know if you can share this, but what is your annual budget or oh, yeah. what do you all hope to raise during the pledge drive that's coming up? Thank you for asking that. That's awesome. Yeah, so I don't know the total annual, but we could do the math in our head because we've figured out that it costs just around 20 bucks a day to run the station. And it's able to be that cheap because we don't pay anybody anything. <laughs> so it's all volunteer. So literally that's only covering our rent, utilities, our license fees, uh, and occasional equipment upgrades. Like we just bought a battery backup for our power so that we don't get knocked off our live stream again. That kind of thing. So yeah, about 20 bucks a, an hour. I'm sorry, a day. Did I say hour? 20 bucks a day. <laughs> I was thinking of WRT where it is it's like 35 bucks an hour there because they have staff. Um, so yeah, $20 a day is all, all it takes to keep the station on air. And so our goal for the pledge drive coming up for a two-week pledge drive is to raise $5,000. And we can totally do that with your help. Uh, so we will have the neat thing about the pledge drive is not only will you get thanked live over the air, but we'll have some great thank you gifts 
We're assembling a bunch of wonderful premiums, including Ford Radio t-shirts and hoodies and things like that, but even some really nice um, art uh, and some some lovely things by Stitch. You want to talk about Stitch, Ruth? Sure. Stitch is an organization that works with refugee women and it's an acronym it stands for sewing together in the compassionate highlands and these are refugee women who get together late and they each get us their own sewing machine that's what the organization does for them and they have come up with some utterly oh yeah gorgeous gorgeous items that we will be having on during our pledge drive, we will be offering for yeah. various premium levels. And then all of the, all the money goes directly to the refugees. So yes, um, yes. So we'll be if you if you choose a stitch item, you'll be helping Forward Radio and the refugees community, which is awesome. Yeah, they're going to have beautiful pillows. Yeah. With derby motifs. Yeah. Made of ultra suede fabric. They're going to have something called kitchen boas. Oh, you're right. Yeah which is uh, a scarf that is worn around your neck. And there is a, a beautifully designed t- kitchen towel on each end. So you can have it around your neck when you're in the kitchen doing the dishes or cooking and, you, and use it to wipe the counter or whatever. <laughs> and they also receive some donated fabric from countries all over the world. And they are making tote bags and purses out of this fabric. And we have photos of them. What is it on our Facebook page yes. right at the moment? Yes. You can find us on Facebook right now and you can see these awesome premiums and get ready to donate. We'll have our Indiegogo site up fairly soon and you'll be able to see the premium levels and things like that. So, yeah, this will be a great time of year to donate to the station. But we need support throughout the year, too. Uh, and, again, it's 20 bucks a day. Like, we can totally – it's amazing. We can totally make this happen. <laughs> and we we have for four years running. And then the last thing we want to we want to mention, it's not too late to sign up to participate in our talent show. So f- to recognize our fourth birthday, we're going to have a virtual talent show for the community. Uh, and we're, it's a little fundraiser for us. So we, we're asking for $10 donations to watch the talent show but we're still accepting for another few days anyone who wants to apply for the talent show uh whether you want to sing better than i can in guarani or uh, it doesn't have to be music it could be anything no no limit to your creativity juggling you know tricks comedy theater poetry maybe you've got some poetry you want to share anything you Cute pet tricks. Cute pet tricks. You got a pet you want to highlight? And there'll be a $100 cash prize for the winner. And don't shy away from being an audience. We need an audience for this talent show. (laughs) It's only $10. And not only that, you get to vote for your favorite performer. That's right. This audience award is going to win it. Um, It's like America's Got Talent or something. I don't even watch TV. What am I talking about? Uh, But it's going to be on Saturday, April 10th at 7 p.m. So mark your calendars and plan to join us. And you can go to FordRadio.org to get tickets now or to sign up if you want to participate uh, as a performer. We're really excited about that. That sounds really cool. <laughs> and I know, gosh, I just looked at the clock. But to wrap it up, I have one more question for yes. you. Yes. So in what ways can local businesses and organizations support you in the station? Yeah, so so glad you asked that. I mean, I did I did mention it briefly, but we would love to help sustain this station through not just individual contributions, but 
nonprofits or local businesses. Uh, if you run Walmart, we don't want to hear from you. We're not interested in that. Uh, <laughs> but hey, a local business who wanted to support us, we'd love to have you. So you could be an underwriter of the station or a nonprofit community partner of the station. Um, I don't remember the underwriter levels because we don't deal with it very much, but I just um, revised the the community partner agreement and for you can donate a range of $150 a year or up to $500 a year and how much you donate will determine how many times a day your 30 second promotional announcement will be heard. So your, the script for your 30 second promo could be, you know, pretty much whatever you want uh, and we'll work with you on producing it. Uh, so that's a great way to get your name out in the community about your organization in general, or if you have a big event or a program that you really want to highlight in particular, uh, we can also work with you to concentrate those announcements in like the weeks leading up to your event or that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, consider going to FordRadio.org and, and becoming a community partner of ours if you've got an organization. You know, you, you'll notice our, our community partners right now, these are little bitty organizations like Sustainable Agriculture of Louisville, like Bicycling for Louisville, like these tiny little organizations, they're not sitting on huge endowments, right? So uh, that is the kind of little grassroots community p power that can sustain us. Um, it doesn't it doesn't have to be like the mega, <laughs> mega bucks kind of people making this radio station, this community treasure happen. So please consider joining us and becoming one of our sponsors. Absolutely. And this was really cool. You know, the LSC has been in the station a couple of times. And it's always yeah. such a blast and time flies there too. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like community radio is such a pillar in the community. So we're really thankful for all that you're doing. And Ruth, this is such a cool endeavor that you got started. So we're stoked to see that you guys are still going strong and, Thank you for being here with us. Yay. Thank you. Thanks for having us. I will not be here the next green drink, maybe two. I will miss you all, but Tyler Higdon will be here. So be kind to him as I'm sure <laughs> you will be. And we look forward to seeing everybody next time. So chug those green drinks. Enjoy the sunshine. I can. The rainbow. Coming in. Out. Yes. Get out. I'm going to try and find that rainbow. Oh my God. <laughs> Look east. It's amazing. That sounds great. Well, everyone, enjoy your St. Patrick's Day. Happy Wednesday. Find the and pot of gold. Yes, find your <laughs> pot of gold. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. And that is how the party wrapped up on St. Patrick's Day on March 17th when the Louisville Sustainability Council hosted its monthly Green Drinks Louisville and featured us here at Forward Radio with me, Justin Mogg, and Ruth Newman. We were so tickled to be a part of the program, and we encourage you to learn more about the Louisville Sustainability Council and their great work and programming and future Green Drinks events. You can learn more about them at Louisville Sustainability Council.org. And that is all the time we have for on today's Access Hour. Thank you all for tuning in. And hey, go to FordRadio.org, click on Participate, and pitch us your idea for an Access Hour. Maybe next week this could be your program. Here on Forward Radio, your grassroots, listener-sponsored, volunteer-powered community radio station. Ain't nothing else like it on the airwaves. We love doing it. We love having you as listeners and supporters. We're so grateful for everyone in the community who helps come together to make community radio happen here in Louisville. So stay tuned. Lots of great stuff coming up here on 106.5 FM and live streaming at forwardradio.org.